Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where you discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, it's all voiceovers, cowboys, crooked thieves, dancing girls, and a man called Blade. Because we're talking about a man called Blade. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. Do us a favor, head over to the iTunes page, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Shout, shout out. out. Also, head over to our YouTube page, like and subscribe there. And as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? A little quick on the draw there. And Michael Sousio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, tonight, we're talking about a man called Blade. It was directed by, here we go, this is going to be a fun one, Sergio Martino. Martino? Yeah, how you had you, it. it how, so how do you so think? Weird that how do you like think Martino so is hard? hard. To pronounce. I don't you know. I worry about. Name. I worry about all of it. Guess what? Actually, you, you took you have you have you, you have Sergio name. down. Guess what? That's like that's like that's like ninety percent of Italian directors. Sergio, you're good there. Sergio Martino. That's, that's like any Italian. Maybe some Puerto Rican dudes named Sergio. You gold it, man. Dude living down the street called Sergio. Everybody's named Sergio. Yeah, everybody got Sergio on their block. Came out in nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, was filmed in Italy and currently sits at a 63% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. You mean critics didn't have the time yeah, it's just old yeah. dude. to watch this film and That's give true. it a proper score? It's so just, we're going it's just to. old, bro. Hey. This was Kyle's pick. Yeah. Kyle, why'd you pick A Man Called Blade? All right, A Man Called Blade. I picked this movie, so there's a couple reasons I picked it. Number one, yes, if you remember, like a month or two months ago, we did. We let the fans vote and choose our next movie. I feel like that was this, a year ago, dude. Was that a year ago? <laughs> fucking so time, man. Time, time fucking flies. <laughs> but yeah. Well, this one was the one that I recommended, and it didn't win, obviously. But I thought I said, you know, this will be good to do a little bit later. Um, I had never actually seen it before and have really wanted to see it because I've read a lot about this movie. Um, and, you know, we've never done a spaghetti western on this show, and we're creeping up on the three-year mark, and it's one of my favorite subgenres of film, which just seems weird that we haven't done one yet, so I wanted to do one. I think this is a group, this is, like, an interesting one to see, because this is, like, one of the last, or at the very, very, very tail end of the spaghetti western genre, like, the genre had mostly died at this point, this is, like, one of the last, you know, embers floating through the sky before it, before it vanished. Um... So yeah, I thought it'd be fun to talk about. It was fresh for me, so I thought it'd make a better conversation. So you hadn't seen it before? No. Chris, had you seen it? No, never even heard of it until Kyle was suggesting it, you know, a ways back. Um, but yeah, first time. Mike? Big fan. Big fan of Martino Sergio. <laughs> no, I've never seen this film before, ever. <laughs> I had never seen it, and I had not heard of it until Kyle was, yeah, bringing it up and suggesting it. And I, you know, I figured he was going to pick it eventually. So I, I didn't want to, you know, run off and see it before he did. It's definitely a surprise. You know, I, I, I was thinking you were going to go a completely different direction, and I am actually was excited that you picked a genre we have not covered. Uh, oh, yeah, yet. and I'm not familiar with this genre at all, so this is kind of like my first introduction into Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. yeah, which is like, which I thought, so 
Yeah, I was going back and forth on which. But that's why we haven't actually picked one. I haven't. I have myself haven't picked one yet because I can't decide. Because like you know, there's like four or five which are the big ones, right? You have the Clint Eastwood's Man with No Name series, which is fistful dollars for a few dollars more and good, the bad, the ugly. Those are all three films together. You have um, another Sergio Leone film, which is What's Upon a Time in the West, which stars Charlie Bronson, which is fucking fantastic. But it's like three hours. So I don't know if I want to make you guys watch that. And then there's like Django, which is made by um, another Sergio. Um, so it's like these are like the popular ones. And it's like I didn't want to pick one that was super popular. And what I was thinking about doing. Um, what about Tombstone? Yeah. You know, I went back and forth on Tombstone. <laughs> I couldn't a, decide between that. Western? I couldn't decide between that and Wyatt Earp. What about Open Range? Yeah. yeah. Unforgiven? <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's just a Western I ate spaghetti, too. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, my bad. It's not a spaghetti one. It's the uh, remake of three, 310 to Yuma. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. The proposition? Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's why I haven't picked it. So I, I, And I thought, you know what? This one's cool because... You see a lot of so it's cool that this movie has a lot of the cliches and a lot of the standard elements that you get in or that were created along the the lifespan of Spaghetti West. So that's what pulled all of it all together, but then added added a lot of extra shit to it. So okay, huh? Well, I'll ask more questions here in a little bit. But first, it's time for plots with Mike. Do it good, Mike. The man called Blade. A man called Blade. <laughs> Starting off strong. The man called Knife. A boy in his knife. Man called Blade is about the man called Blade. Uh, he's a loner. Like a wolf uh, almost. Yeah. Although he has a sense of justice, he has more. More of it is about money. And 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 uh, cashing in, than it would be about justice. Let's say, at least that's that's what they sh- we we begin to find out about Blade. He finds a guy. It starts off with him hunting down a bounty, right? Mm-hmm. He cuts his hand off with a tomahawk because he's Blade. Yep. And that's what just that's where he got his name from. He just has a tendency to be cutting hands off. We'll talk about that too, by the way. Uh, brings a guy in for uh, a little payday uh, into this, uh, you know, typical man comes into a lone town situation. What's a good, like, last man standing or... Uh, what? Yeah, it's like it's like the typical uh, Western story of, like, uh, just, like, a loner coming into a, a disheveled town, a repressed town. It's like any time a kid go you know? from California moves to a small Wisconsin town. <laughs> or, very much so. Very much so. Or, People look at him like, yeah. what a weirdo. But then he says, yeah, like, well, no pretty, more pretty of much, this. Pretty much every you know, Western, very Western, is about a, a town that just is dead. Yeah, so, so not, not much different than that. He comes in. Uh, town is relatively oppressed by a rich family and some dude that looks like uh, you know, John Wanders in a hat. And he's got a daughter. <laughs> and they're, they're really close. <laughs> and uh you know um blade kind of finds himself embroiled in like a little bit of a uh 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 like work workers versus like the uh oppressive employer situation revolution and, yeah revolution that's a good word it's yeah. a good word and uh you find out a little bit also backstory about blade throughout the thing that maybe he has other ulterior motives for jumping into this town and jumping into this fight yeah um, and which we I think will divulge a little later. But on the side of that, uh, he's quick. He's quick on the draw. I mean, it's pretty much just, uh, like a western. Like <laughs> all westerns feel like they have a lot of the same similar I, things. Y- the only y- difference between this one is that he's got some tomahawks 
and uh, some piercing blue eyes. Here's the thing: is like I <laughs> like every Italian man. I've yeah. never, I've never been like a huge fan of westerns. Like uh, I think it's because I've seen like more or less like the John Wayne style westerns. I'm like yeah. these are fucking boring. Like I'm sorry yeah. if you're a fan of John Wayne, I apologize. But John Wayne bores the fuck out. There's a I couple. There's you. a couple yeah, good ones good in one. there. The Searchers is great. True Grit's a good. True Grit, the original True Grit's good. No. The Searchers is fucking on point, but there's a couple other ones that. Eh. He just made a ton of movies, and I yeah. think it was just regurgitating the same yeah. story. Yeah, over and that's over. what I'm the same way. I've I I saw those when I was younger, and I didn't really stick. They didn't really stick with me. Like these ones, honestly, the whole reason that I really found um, the the genre was. Um, after watching, because so Fistful of Dollars, which is kind of considered like one of the first spaghetti westerns, is a complete like almost shot for shot, like word for word remake of Akira Kurosawa samurai film, um, Yohimbo, that came out like five years earlier. Mm. So Sergio Leone just basically took that movie and he said, "Well, I'm just going to put an American actor in it, and it's going to be my version of a western." Mm. And that's kind of how films. the genre was was born, and a lot of the genres take from those those themes and those ideas that actually all trace back to the Japanese movie Yohimbo. Hmm. There's a little history well, for you yeah. right there. Well, facts with Kyle. What was well. it? It wasn't facts with Kyle. It was oh, uh, factoids. 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 Just in case may or may not be right. <laughs> Throwing out those factoids. You're damn right. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about a man called Blade. The man called Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Alone, I saw the mind. And when the sun goes down, we're back. We're talking about a man called Blade. Spaghetti Western. What is a spaghetti western exactly? A western is a spaghetti western is a western film made in Italy. Why do they call it spaghetti western? Because spaghetti is very Italian. Really? You did that? You, were you really confused on that connotation? <laughs> <laughs> why do they call it spaghetti? <laughs> I just, I you know, <laughs> I just don't know why they attributed it. I know because it's Italian, but like, I it just paints a different picture. Than just a being you, related no, to that, Italy. I feel like that's because uh, that's Wait. probably way uh, a lot less racist than one of the many Italian slings they could have used. Wait, the time. were you thinking? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Were you thinking like spaghetti was going to be the characters, or they're going to get shot and spaghetti would shoot out? No, there's something about is there something about the, the name spaghetti western that makes me think uh, like a little more over the top or yeah. Well, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to break down like what you get with spaghetti western, spaghetti westerns definitely have. Huge like brass sections for the music. It's very, it's very like just all over the place. A lot of energy. Um, it's going to be gritty. It's going to showcase a kind of darker side of like the American West than the American films we're doing. Um, yeah, I think that's that's like some those are like some like key key elements. Because like keep in mind the thing is like Italians like. Learned about the wet, like I, I, I remember seeing some interview from Sergio Leone. It was just like what we saw of the American West was like, you know, there's like these, just these kind of black and white photos of like, you know, people struggling. 
Right. <laughs> like that right. was like that was like their their interpretation of what the old West was. So a lot yeah. of the films kind of just showcase those like Americans living in these like desolate kind of situations or being in very gritty situations, being kind of being a violent era, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you needed Batman to show up basically to clean up the streets. That's what Blade Batman is. always showed up. No, he's not he's not Batman, but he's he's got some tricks, man. Yeah, he's got some tricks. Like he he's a he's, I like I like that he gets his ass kicked a lot in this, though. He does. Cool. I appreciate that as well. Yeah, I appreciate a good ass kicking. He because heals. He's like heals like fucking Wolverine, but oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I like that. That's what I like too about spaghetti westerns. Is the hero usually gets his ass kicked at some. point. I feel like film. that makes it more exciting. I mean, to see to see, oh, he might be. You know, this might be the end of it for mm-hmm. him, and then suddenly you always expect him to come back because it's yeah. the movies called a man called Blade. But like it, it, it makes it feel more like. Just, just intense and realistic. Yeah, yeah, it's badass because he's a badass character. You know, definitely helps make him seem more badass. Yeah, it's like and that, a, that's you know makes him seem almost invincible that he can come back from that kind of beating. Right. Well, I, I almost thought that they were going with like the ghost who walks among us with this thing a little bit with that opening scene, just because it's like how it's shot. Like it feels like the Evil Dead running through the fucking forest with this guy running away from. Oh yeah. Blade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it, it does, it feels like a very like Evil Dead like through the forest, very like horror like, all, movie like, yeah. thing with all the fog and shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just see a fucking tomahawk come out of nowhere and chop that dude's hand off. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird story too, and how that one goes. Like, I was taken by just, surprise a little just, bit on that one. Yeah, but who just saves a guy to double cross him? That's something <laughs> that. Yeah, and I mean, I talked to Kyle about this right before the thing. This is like the one part of this movie that makes zero sense to me. I don't understand the motivation of just being like, I'm an honorable man and I want to save you because you only cut off my hand and let me go. Yeah. But then it's like then to only double cross. And the only thing I can factor in is that he's such a conniving individual. You're talking, about, he, the, you're talking about the the prisoner? The prisoner, right. Yeah. I mean, we are jumping way to the fucking Yeah, we should film, explain that, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. In the in the he's this is the part where he's like get gaining his like blade is gaining his bounty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the beginning. But yes. to tie it to that though, it's it makes sense though because at the beginning, Blade is is he gets he gets this dude, chops his fucking hand off, and yeah. then and then strolls into the first town he, he he finds so he can collect the bounty on it. Well, the first town he rolls into doesn't have a sheriff, so well. This is well, hold on. Here's another plot question that I have for that part of it hmm. because they make it seem like yeah he doesn't know what town he's in, but then there's a clear history that he has. With McGowan. Yeah, I think he knew that he was in the town. I, think I he took knew, it as he knew yeah. that he was really I didn't, he was playing playing coy. I took I, I so. took it as he did not know. Really? Yeah. Really? I took it. And he be- saw McCowan for the first time and was just like, wait a second, where we, do I know well, that? Probably when he heard man. that when he heard the name. When he heard the name, like you have to you can only stay this town when McCowan says so. And he's like, Really? McCowan, where have I heard that before? I think I want to meet this guy. I oh, think man. I think he rolled into town because a school with him? Are... Yeah, with, with, with like <laughs> spaghetti like spaghetti West is always they're just rolling into town to collect a fucking bounty, right? So he <laughs> just rolled into the first town he saw, I wanted to stay the night right. and, and and get his money. And then I think he just got stuck there because yeah. he found yeah. out what was going well, on. He got stuck there because he had a little bit of chip on his shoulder of like, oh, you can't tell me not to stay here. Well, I, I that's honest, how I got well, stuck there. But no, because at that, at that point, he already knows that McCowan's in that town. So I think yeah. from that point forward, whatever he's doing is to try to upset McCowan's life and his gang and just be a thorn of their side. Right. I think he knew what town he was going to. I, I don't know. I don't think he just stumbled upon McGowan. because he obviously Because he obviously had an end game, which was 
to avenge, you know, but, um, one thing I love about like, uh, this film in particular, but I think a lot of Westerns do it is their ability to fucking make it rain, dude. It's always coming in on the rainiest night when everything's (laughs) flooding and there's tons of mud and you know, it's just like, I don't know. That just is a production value to I th- me. I think it's hysterical too because I mean we all live in Arizona. It's like it rains like two times a year. Yeah, where are they at? <laughs> like, why is it? Is it always in August when the monsoon hits? Yeah, that yeah. They have was Tombstone, down? Was Tombstone <laughs> not rainy? Does it get a lot of rain down there? Yeah. August is a real hot month for criminals. <laughs> yeah. so a lot of bounties getting collected. You're right, Tombstone. Like there's a giant. Thought it was just a flood. Yeah, floods and <laughs> and storms coming rolling in when people get killed. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, it, dude. It's atmosphere, man. Something I mean, westerns do that a lot. I feel like. Well, you can't really because there's no like street lights, so you gotta like you have jazz. You gotta jazz up your exteriors. I see. Yeah. And uh, we find out we're in a dry town. <laughs> we got just brought full circle right back. Yeah, because yeah. he wants to. He wants a whiskey. He want, Yeah, he wanted. He wanted to go. Well, he knew well, Valor. They, they, he ro- they right, roll in. He find out there's no sheriff in this town. Yeah, no sheriff. It's a dry town. Mm-hmm. It's under some kind of really weird like r- rule by this this dude, and it's got some kind of like weird religious like issues as well. It's like yeah, you know, like must be pure and shit, no depravity or whatever in this town. The guy li- th- there's like a chicken coop in the goddamn sheriff's like jail cell. It's, <laughs> it's a, a it's real a functioning coop. Yeah, it's a real footloose situation in it, this it, town. It, it really is. Yeah, this is this is where footloose got its idea. Yeah, I think that's very clear by the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, so he's in there but we meet Valor who's you know the villain of our film here who is what, dude <sighs> I fucking dug that character. So, I was into that character. Question a lot. Is he like German? Yes. Yeah, he's German as <laughs> yes. fuck, isn't he? Like but like was he supposed to be German? I believe so. I I, th- I took it as like it was a German actor I thought that doing too. The, <laughs> doing the ADR and like doing his best to do an American Western accent. Yeah. No, I think he was supposed to be German. I don't know. I didn't I get know, that. Man. I, I think, I think he just couldn't do the accent yeah. that good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's because everything, in, like, as we know, everything Italian has to be dubbed, whether they speak the tongue or not, they have to dub their shit. I just think, he, I just, I just took it. I he's can't obviously think. European, Eastern European, <laughs> but is there, any, is there any guarantee that the actor that was playing was doing the voice? Because I mean, if this is a spaghetti Western, Imagine that these all these voices were dubbed over. He might have just been Italian and trying no, to his, his real name is John Steiner. That sounds German as fuck. <laughs> Steiner, <laughs> yeah, and not necessarily like like. So usually your stars are English speakers in Italian. Well, he was definitely. Well, I, would, I will say he was definitely at least mouthing English words. Yeah, yeah. he was. I, I just I, the dogs were badass. He had a cool look to him. Oh, man, those fucking dogs. That is the thing I, I honestly, if I had to pick one thing I hated this in this movie, it was those fucking dogs because every guy I've seen them just barking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't even anymore. I can't stand listening to these dogs bark. I had no problem. It's like a weird, I, I, it's a weird qualm, but it stuck out like a fucking thorn in my side watching this I guess movie. I didn't notice it too much, but yeah, me you're probably right. <laughs> Dude, too much dog. I liked his. I'm with you. I I thought he was a good villain. Like, and he wasn't the immediate. He was the immediate villain, but you thought he was under McGowan. Yes. You know what I mean. And then I like that he sort of rises up to be bigger than what mm-hmm. what you he's got initially sh- like start he's got with. Shit going on behind the scenes. Yeah, he's pulling some strings, and he's a little more conniving than you think. And he doesn't he doesn't mind uh, bringing himself down to meet a challenge. 
I think it's really funny when uh, Blade comes in and he sees they're playing poker. And he's like, you want to gamble like $5,000? Which is, I feel like is a ton of shit ton of money That's in the West. a lot of money. It's like a fucking million dollars in the West. It's like $5,000. Like, I think he didn't do the inflation correctly there. But he's like, I'll bet $5,000. And he's just like, all right, here's your hand. No, I don't play poker. Uh, highest card, which is like the ch- most childish fucking yeah. game that you can play. I that right. too. <laughs> Why don't you just play some jacks? <laughs> like my, so hogs or something. Like, my question about that scene is, so, you know, they, they show you that he sees uh, Valor cheating, you know, by using a mirror or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and he challenges him. To a game of war. But he's not... <laughs> <laughs> he's not using that to his advantage at all, is yeah, he? Blade was, isn't using that to his advantage. I feel like the that's like, I feel like that's total a total fuck up right there. Yeah, why like, co- why cover the mirror when you're just gonna cut the deck and see who has the highest card? Yeah, yeah. Like, I you're was re- like, you're really putting giving your like does whatever, he have like some trick up his shot, sleeve, I don't know like, what you would have for that. I feel I feel <laughs> it's just a sense of justice. He just had to cover it up. Maybe he hates mirrors. Maybe he thinks his soul will get ca- trapped like, in it. I don't know. What happens if he loses here? What happens if he loses here? Let's assume that. Let's assume like to what Kyle says. Yeah. Here's McCallan's name, and immediately he's like, "All right, I'm gonna stick in this town." Mm-hmm. And he goes and he puts up the only amount of money that he has on a 50-50 coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> and he loses. And what does he do? Like, well, I gotta guess I gotta give up on my revenge plot. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go home right there. Well, he he's gonna go no, home now. No, because that's what he does is he can go home. He just ditches, because he ditches the bounty. He just leaves the guy there so he doesn't have to worry about him and then he can just do whatever he wants. So really, it's yeah, not. Yeah, but the bounty then goes to to Sam. Yeah, he has no money. He's not. He's yeah, not. But he doesn't really he's now lose double anything. broke and has no way to work his way in to get yeah. his revenge. <laughs> but that's how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he couldn't lose. I, just, I, I thought that was a really funny scene. Yeah, and Valor's just like. Well, then he goes. Really? <laughs> then he goes. Then he like turns into like the whole bar turns against him. And he, I don't know how many hands it's he shoots. It's a fucking massacre in there, dude. Yeah, he shoots fucking yeah. hands I, left and right. This guy man. hates hands. <laughs> Blade hates some hands. He cuts <laughs> off hands. He shoots hands. <laughs> he doesn't even care. That's like, like the only thing he's good at aiming at is hands. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And then he gives up on it halfway through the film. He's just like, fuck hands. <laughs> no, I'm going for heads now. I'm going for heads. Axes into faces. And then at the end, I'm going back to hands. <laughs> it's a weird It's a weird thing. He hates hands. He really <laughs> He really does. I mean, I mean, those shots get off so quick, and he just blows some hands away. He hates hands like Fulci hates eyes. <laughs> he just fucking shoot like this. If we see another one of these, uh, Martino, what is uh, Santori? Sergio Martino. Sergio <laughs> Martino. You give him shit, he can't get it right. You can't get it right. Well, I'm, I don't have my whiteboard up. I forgot his name. I wonder if he also has a, if that's a, a theme in his films. A hand thing? Hand, hand shots. Hand shots. Yeah. How many hand shots did you get three in? or four hands that get cut off in I his got films. At least I don't know. Uh, he starts killing them pretty pretty good, like, you know, like, definitely when the, that boulder falls down on him or whatever. Like, then he's just blowing, like, shooting people in the head. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he I actually up. like he, the, he the, the fucking fight, the fist fight. <clears throat> the, which one? The one in the fucking mud out in the oh, middle the of the town. Oh, the one with with Valor. Yes. Yeah, this is their first fight. They like they they challenge each other in the mud, which is actually kind of hilarious to watch because they're moving real slow and slipping around and trying to like hold themselves up and I'm sure that's exactly how it would go, you know, but they kind of do these wide shots on that scene where it feels like unreal like unreal almost, but that is like as real as it could look, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. Whatever. You're doing, you're doing a great <laughs> no, job. No, you did a great job of saying what it may or may not look like. We also found out that McGowan is getting robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Too, uh, robbed uh, left and right. 
as this is going on from you don't his really respect him that much. His steel mill. Well, yeah. No, so he has a gonna, silver mine. Silver yeah. mine, steel mine, whatever, same thing. Steel yeah. mill. Well, first, you don't, you don't, <laughs> not yet. Steel is not mined. It's not an, it's not an element. It's you not. know, you gotta, you gotta steel mine. Nor do know? they know how to make it. Steel and... doesn't get, get grown. But he's got it. He's got <laughs> terrible working conditions. Horrible working. McGowan. McGowan, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't treat his workers right. He does not. He's, he's, but they stick around. Yeah. I feel like they're stuck there. Like They're, they're kind of stuck there, I feel like. Well, they're being obviously kind of bullied they're being by like Valor. Whipped, they're being like whipped and shit. I don't think yeah. they're trying to run. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, it's like, dude, why didn't they rebel sooner? Like yeah. that dude was just in like a wheelchair. Did you, see how, many, like, did you see how many of them got shot? That's I, why. I didn't understand why they were slaves. Yeah, there moment. wasn't that, and there wasn't that many bad guys. Well, it's like ten. They do like three quarters in the film when when Valor does finally kind of take over. They rebel, but they also do make a point to say. I mean, he was pretty bad under McGowan, but this is fucking ridiculous. Well, they also didn't have guns. Now that I think about it, like they didn't have. No, they had rocks, they had shovels, and, and shovels. Yeah, like, so. and they just get mowed down. Right. That's what I liked about this too. Is uh, like for again, not being familiar with the genre, I actually enjoyed how violent this movie actually was. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I liked about it. I was like, oh, cool. Like this is makes this this makes a western even more badass than just a dude falling. <laughs> You know right. what I mean? To see right. like the blood come out or yeah. the hand get chopped off. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean that. Yeah, yeah, and that's like one of the that's one of the cool things about spaghetti westerns. Like you, you see blood. The yeah, people blood. and it's funny too because it's like you know mid sixties, early seventies, so it's that like comical theater blood. So it's just like it's like red paint coming out of them, but <laughs> it looks cool. It works. And, and I like seeing that. I like seeing yeah. the the added little realism to the violence for the western. You know? No, I do too. It, it makes it like it makes it. This movie just, it seemed, and maybe that's because it's the character too, but, and maybe it has a lot to it. This movie just seemed cool, mm-hmm. is the way to put it. Like, yeah. Even with a theme song that's like, it's like, what the, f- I had to listen to it like a hundred <laughs> times to figure out what the fuck that dude was saying. That's what, well, that's the first thing that indicated to me that this was going to be kind of an interesting movie was that song. Like, it feels very, it has a Western vibe, but it also has another vibe that i just can't put my finger on and when i was listening to it i was like i don't know if you guys listen to nick cave but i'm like oh yeah this is definitely where nick cave got it's his not, inspiration it sounded like nick cave it sounded like when i when he first started singing i was like i was like oh um who's that, who that? leonard cohen does spaghetti western right right i was like and i dug that i was like cool i'm i'm already sucked in you but know nick cave i didn't I can't remember his name, but I mean, guys, I really just think it's like an Italian dude, and he's just like trying oh, to it speak definitely English. Is. It is, and that's fine. Yeah. But what I'm saying it's is, like, when like, J-pop tries to do like an English song, and it just doesn't come out right. There's always one or two words that are just not to pronounced me, correctly. But there's something... it was a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> me too. That's how I felt too. I was like, this is so. This is so. I don't want to say it's so bad. It's good, but I'm like, this is really u- mm. unique sounding. Like yeah. because it's. These motherfuckers. So bad it's good feels like correct, honestly, for the music. It's kind of like they're you're they're trying well, the Judas song, yeah. <laughs> Judas song was, was the, Ju- fire. Judas song was just like uh, we're gonna tell you the rest of the movie, like, here comes the traitor, he's going to turn blade in right now. <laughs> and he's doing it, he's telling them right now. <laughs> and then a little bit later. <laughs> it was that's how it was. It was he's, crazy. Uh, he's singing the credits. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't have lyrics for this. They're like, just read the descriptive action in the script. I don't know. Just put it to a tune, okay? <laughs> 
But that song, the the theme song plays like I don't know ten times in this movie. I feel like yeah, there's different oh, yeah, parts. Oh yeah, it, it does. But they play different. Yeah, because I think the theme song is made up of at what is it? it's got to have like it's two it's, singers. It's got to have like it's got to have like fifteen verses, right? No, it's one, like one four. for every one for every uh, section of the film. Yeah, I mean because a new verse always plays that explains what just happened or is about to happen. And then there's just one part where there's like some young dude singing with a higher pitched voice. Oh yeah. And, this was your father's yeah. land. It sounds like, like they actually did get an American yeah. to come in. He's well, that, wondering, like, why didn't I sing that? That always happened song? during his flash, during the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah. Oh, the can we talk about that flashback? Yeah, let's talk about flashbacks. Uh, the okay. one, the one where we finally like. So going throughout this movie, there's just this flashback of falling trees, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throughout the whole film, I'm like, what is the true? What is the semblance behind the tree? Not knowing that that was going to be the big reveal of uh, McGowan being the murderer of his... Not even the murderer. I don't even know what the fuck happened. Like the tree He was just, the murderer. Well, he tried to steal their land and killed, their land. and killed the father in the process. With a really elaborate scheme of chopping down trees on him? Making I don't... It, like making it look like an accident it's a or real, something? Like, it's a real long shot. I mean, I feel like that's a hard way to kill somebody if you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, like that's... I don't, a, know, don't you think? don't you think professional, like... Tree fallers, like they not, they can aim that shit. No, yeah, I mean, tr- you can you can cut a tree. I, I mean, I don't think it's hard. You cut a tree at an angle, you know it's gonna go left or right. Yeah, but yeah. Like, right? it's almost like Wiley e. Coyote. You got to set an X on the ground. Like, yeah, okay, put him. He's got to stand here, and he doesn't. Maybe they trees. Maybe falling. they were like shifting him back and forth until they like they locked in, then they like let go, let it crush him. No, it's just it's a way. It's a like the lamest way to kill. Like, why would you like you killed my dad with a tree? You couldn't yeah. do something. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Like, Shoot the, him in front of my mom. Uh, like I, that wasn't enough. I love the flashback because I just uh, I I love this trope in in like these movies. Like there's always like, okay, what the fuck is this? And then throughout the movie you get like, you know, it's first you see a three second clip, then it's a five second clip, and then the clip just slowly expands throughout the entire film. And it's great storytelling if it's interesting. But like they this just one was not. <laughs> they just didn't do a really good job this one. Like the it was, one, the it was one, one of the weaker points of the film in the is that Yeah, reveal. like when the reveal finally happened, I was like I I mean I get it, but I'm like this dude this can is ghost kinda, this is like boring. This dude can ghost in a room <laughs> so like nobody's business, opens a window, just glides right in. <laughs> 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 I'm over here. <laughs> Holy shit. Blade. You're magical. Uh, heals shit. heals like nobody's business. Yeah. That dude took a horse ride and he's like, he's healing fast. And yeah. he's out of the cave. Yeah. From blindness, which is cool. That was cool. That dude. was a that was a really cool scene. That yeah. scene was badass, dude. Well, that's what I was kind of why I wanted to bring up the Once Upon a Time in Mexico, because I feel like maybe Rodriguez was like somewhat influenced by that. I feel like I've seen that. That used in other weapons. Not with too. anyone throwing tomahawks, though. That was pretty cool. He made him yeah, out of I himself. Mean, <laughs> In West Point, once upon a night in Mexico, did they like sew his eyelids open? No, 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 no they open? ripped his fucking eyeballs out. Yeah, so they didn't. It w- so they they gouged his eyes out. Right. No, I know that. I'm just trying to think. So he just he. I think, I uh, think the bury the I, head I, in sand situation has been done. Yeah, the bury the head in sand situation is definitely done. What ha- I've never seen done before is how they did it. Like they used some fucking like 
like looks like like toothpicks. Yeah. Toothpicks or fucking yeah. nails. And they fucking nailed his oh, eyelids yes. open. And he's just cringe. staring up, and they had him like positioned so the sun's behind him. <laughs> so as it like it's over, he just has to stare straight up, and he's got a fucking oh. another fucking spike on his chin, so he can't put his head down. So here's a funny thing. I thought so when I saw it at first, you, you have to get a close up before you could see the the nails yeah. in his eyelids. Oh no, I thought. Yeah, and I know when go. it first happened, and I was just like, I, I immediately just assumed that. Wait, can you like not close your eyes? If you're looking straight up as hard as you can. So I immediately started testing it. I'm like, oh, like involuntary. Yeah, and I like pause the pause the thing to test. I'm like, what is you're this like doing? staring at the ceiling. Yeah, like... I'm like, no, you can totally blink. Yeah, no, I can. Like, <laughs> here? And then and then it's like I, I spent like five minutes trying to figure this out. And then you press play. And then I press play, it. and I was like, oh, it was, yeah. like, it was a reverse shot. Oh. <laughs> it was like, oh well, there's the pins. Okay, <laughs> I thought that was really crazy. Yeah, the head and sand been done before, but I love how they fucking. That's like fucked up, man. He pinned his fucking eyelids open, so he has to stare at Torture the fucking That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's fucking Voller, terrible. Voller's a good villain, man, because he's easy to hate. He's yeah. got some skeevy stuff in this. Like, uh, who would you say your favorite character is in this movie? Because there's a ton of characters we haven't even talked about. Oh, yeah. There's the whole, like, Hooker Road show. Dude, I, I love that part of this mm-hmm. movie. And, the, yeah, the, and the, what the, what would you call him? The ringleader, basically? Yeah, he's, he's like, awesome. What's a Croner? It, it's, it's, Barker, kind of like Barker. Yeah, like, isn't it a Croner? Kind of like someone who does a come on, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, I think it is like a Barker. Yeah, like that. Um, his death was upsetting to me. Yeah, because he was likable. Yeah, he didn't um, deserve that shit. Yeah, uh, the, the prostitute love story. Might as well just throw that one. Yeah, out. That I, was it's pointless. forgettable, man. Like, and it, it, it's really weird how like it's not even you. a love story. It's like I'm in love yeah. with the idea of you. Like, they talked, like, three times. Mm-hmm. They exchanged two glances, and all of a sudden, it's just well, like, then tur- I would die for you. Yeah, Dude, exactly. I'm sorry when you're as pretty as the man called Blade is. <laughs> yeah. She'll that shit to, will happen. She only had to look in those baby blues one time, and she was smitten. But, I don't know. Put, but, him, put him up against Franco Nero. But that's also, know. What, that's I know. That's also yeah. what I like about the Blade character, though, it. too, is, like, right? So this Blade character has somewhat of a sense of nobility. Yeah. Somewhat. I mean, he's still kind of on the skeevy side, too, because he's yeah. just kind of about the cash. He's the anti-hero. You know what? But, but here's the thing. If you, I, I kinda, there's a part of me that feels like that whole letting go of the criminal was just because he was like, all right, now I'm here with a new plan, so yeah. I don't need you. You're just yeah, holding me down. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Which was why I think that fueled into my belief that, like, he didn't plan to run into McCallum. So yeah, because then he's just like, all right, I actually got the money, so you can fucking get out of here. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. It was just a means, like, you know, just a means to get cash to get, you know, to, to, to get in the graces of these yeah, people. Yeah. And to, like, yeah, get at least position himself into the town so if there any opportunity for him to, like, make a move came up, he'd be there. Right. But he goes through like a, the uh, the love story also, which love is... story sucked. That was so, so useless, but boring. I like it because and here's why: it's because he's got this again, the sense of nobility, falls in love, all this stuff, and like just bad shit still keeps happening. Like, yeah, but I think she if... dies. Like, yeah, that that I was that didn't, I, I, I don't know why that needed. To McGowan happen. gets killed by somebody else. Yeah, that was that. Get... That was kind of brutal actually that's when i really realized how like violent this movie was when valor just like points the gun at mcgowan when he's not looking when there's all this chaos going oh, on yeah. and just blows his head off basically i'm like damn the that's guy harsh. the guy he let go turns on him like you know what i mean like he's got some bad luck <laughs> his leg gets fucking I mean, he's had bad luck since he was a kid i guess oh and let's talk about that since we i don't think we really 
fleshed it out now that we're at this point. Right. So the guy that he cuts off his hand and he lets go is the one that stumbles upon him with his head in yes. the sand. Or mm-hmm. not his head, but his body in the, in the sand. He's looking up. And, like, tell, like let, digs him out, takes him to a cave, and when, and when Splate asks, why the hell would you do this for me? I took your hand. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, yeah, but you let me go, so. You said you saved my life. Yeah, I'm paying you back. But then immediately goes back into town and betrays him. I mean, here's the thing. He said, I'm just making this up on the fly right now, but he said to him, why are you doing this? He says, because you saved my life. Technically, this guy saved Blade's life. That was the only obligation. So it was to get him alive. After that, he can try to, he can try to double cross him. Seems a bit weird. Seems a bit weird. I feel like... I mean, it's a, it's a lot to put effort into. The only thing I can think of into. is that maybe that criminal... Because here's the thing. If, it, if there was a $5,000 bounty on this guy, mm-hmm. maybe this criminal was more uh, like notorious. Yeah. Than, yeah. Than, than it seemed, the movie lets on to be. And I'm wondering if he was smart enough to be kind of like, all right, if I save Blade now... And he has a master plan where, like, I could probably make some bucks yeah. That's by turning him whole, in. I think he realized he, I don't think he, when he went to the saloon or whatever it was, mm. like, it was his plan to turn him in. But he started getting, saying things out loud. And they're like, where do you know where he is? And then he saw an opportunity to make money. So he was like, yeah, I know where he's at. Because he says, how much are you willing to pay for it, you know, for the information? Yeah. So I think, I, mean, it, I think it was like he saw an opportunity to, like, make money off of it and just. Turn, turned on just him. like unlike Blade. Yeah, it is about yeah. Well, Blade used him for as the same thing, you know, an opportunity to make money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. It all comes okay. back oh. until Blade turns into this huge revolutionary uh, leader, uh, which is funny because he has nothing to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that revolution at the silver mine. He has absolutely nothing to do with it. He's not even there. But he negotiates, ter- starts negotiating terms <laughs> like nobody's business. So these people, these dancers, they're going to stay in town. You're going to clean up the working conditions. <laughs> and then the dude just gets shot in the back of the head anyways. Yeah. See what I mean? Ba- he gets everything negotiated. Those poor people. Everything yeah. happens bad. He's rolls to the town. He's like, who oh, hang I, out with he's Blake? Like, I'm going to deal. I'm going to make this deal happen. Don't worry. I'm on your side. And then like the, the leader gets shot. He's like, well, okay, I'm leaving this town now. That wasn't me. It was not me. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more. Better about go to bleed. There you go. We're back. We're talking about Man Called Blade. And Man Called Blade. Came out in 1977. End of the Spaghetti Western era. According to Kyle, he has factoids. I do have factoids. Do you want more? Sure. No, well, well let's talk about... <laughs> okay, fuck you, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, let's talk about uh, the weapon of choice. Yeah. Yeah. And this film, which plays a prevalent role, which is the, the hatchet. Mm-hmm. Which... What? I, I think this is a great. You didn't ask the question, but I was wondering no, if go you were ahead. ever going to ask the question. Yeah. Is, is this a cult film? And that I think that weapon alone is why this, with at least within the spaghetti Western film community, why this is like 
the one that's held on to. There's a whole lot of other things, like all the violence. The violence is definitely the more over the top in this one than any other one. There's like the weird spooky horror elements with the weird fog and the, the just the setting is is totally different. And then the hatchet that had like the guy he he chooses to use a hatchet over over a gun. Like that's fucking badass. And that's I think that's why this movie has like held as long as it has. But does he use it more than a gun? No, he, I, he mean, I mean, I mean, he uses them interchangeably. Yeah, I believe he's definitely better with the hatchet than the gun. Can I just? I mean, he can shoot a gun out of somebody's hand. Yeah, but nobody can make a, a hatchet out of stone. But I will it's say true. that, like, yeah, that the action scenes in the cave are cool. Like when it's yeah. like that quick cut, like close up stuff. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did have some fault with him in his on the long shots of like steady action. Like he's like falling over and shit. <laughs> doing tumbles, <laughs> looking like a, yeah. like oh, a goddamn yeah. rainbow trout <laughs> trying to shoot a guy. And pe- but people are still going down. He's yeah. a crack shot. He just, you know, maybe sometimes it doesn't have to look pretty to get the job done. You want to sure. get that This bullet. actor came from, I think, uh, he came from doing Gymnastics. Italian, uh, I, I think I read he's doing like police dramas and shit. Oh, really? He's like a famous Italian actor for like detective films. Okay. Hmm. All right. Cool. So I'm, I don't know if that plays into Regular his ability, his ability to play action well <laughs> or not. Uh, he has the look down. Mm-hmm. He looks like a badass. He looks like a mountain man. Yeah, yeah, he does. Got a big old coat full of just furs and skins and that shit. Looked like that looked so heavy when it got muddy. I thought oh, that's gonna be heavy. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the, the fur seems to just push the the, the mud off after. Yeah, it scene. seems to it seems to clean itself as yeah. you as you. Go off on, on your like way. Like Marty McFly's it's, it's uh, jacket, jacket, yeah. jacket in the future. Mm-hmm. It just cleans itself. I do want to also talk about uh, some of the technical stuff because I was actually pleasantly surprised with the cinematography in this film. I didn't know what to go into expecting, mm-hmm. like, and and you know what I mean. But then it opens up with, like I said, the cool like Evil Dead shot, and yeah. I was like, that's cool. And the hand chop, I was like, oh shit, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in this cool stuff. But then just like some really cool angles with like with the dogs. Mm-hmm. And yep. like and yep. and like uh, and Valor standing in between them. Yes, and how yeah. the framing is. It does it's a couple of times. Very high angle. Yeah. Yes. Like for, like from low down and like I, I thought. Yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff, but I did get tired of some of the zooms. Like I was like, okay, like we get it. I gotta say, like some of these uh, those uh, chase shots of uh, stampeding horses and stuff. How do they do that? Does anybody know how like a horse just falls over and a guy falls oh, over yeah. and tumbles over a horse and like no one gets what like, year you... is it? Nineteen seventy-seven, but so they're probably like tripping the horses with what? Some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, that's really <laughs> fucked up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, tri- I don't know what the trip went with. But I can't remember what year. I don't know if it was like maybe maybe may, maybe it's a stunt horse at this point. But I know at some point man. the only way you did it was Wait. you just actually tripped a horse. What are the qualifications for a stunt horse? I mean, I can tell to you its something. Its ability man. to to to, to uh, be really convincing. I gotta uh, this is Bob, your stunt horse here. I'm just really glad to be working on this project with you, uh, Black Beauty. Yeah, it looks pretty cool <laughs> to the human and to the horse. I mean, I, w- I used to work in horse racing, so like I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Like horse breaks a leg, it's done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you do not want to. They got yeah. fragile legs, man. What the fuck's I, a stunt horse? I just surprised. I just <laughs> it's like, like a stunt there were just some shots where I was just like, either that was a mistake that they caught on camera, and they were like, "Fuck it, let's keep it." They kept doing it, or I mean, dudes falling off the back of horses, running at full speed. Some you mm-hmm. could tell was sped up a little bit. Yeah, um, like when they're chasing down like the stagecoaches yeah. and stuff. But man, like, dude, yeah, I was, I was pretty. 
Like, how did they do this? That back first stagecoach chase where the the robbers just come from the side and he's like watching the whole thing go down. That shit was cool as hell. I thought because they just come from the side and they just murder everyone. Mm-hmm. They had some really cool uh, landscape shots too, like wide shots of like horses just going on for miles. Oh yeah, it's really cool. That was my also that was my favorite Voller moment. What's up? When he makes the switch and he's just like, kill everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> just and fucking slaughters everyone but that one guy and sends him back into town. I was like, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, he, yeah. like that's a that's a pretty cool villain right there. That's a that's a heavy move, dude. Like, because just fuck, up what? leading up to this point, he hasn't really seemed like that much of a badass. Yeah, like, yeah, like he's still kind of likable. And then they say, "Well, we want you to hate this guy now." So, yeah, you really think he's gonna be a total puss like at the beginning? He seems yeah. like kind of a wimp, you know. I thought he was gonna start dancing the flamenco <laughs> at any point in time. I thought he needs some tassels on his hat, but. Yeah, like, and he, you know, he gets his ass handily <laughs> kicked. Like a Zorro vibe. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> just a real, it's a real. Oh, what did I? Uh, Pasa yeah. Doble kind of <laughs> situation that was going to happen. But I thought, no, it I turned thought, out to be a ruthless killer. I thought when I first saw him, I thought he looked just like the fucking licorice prince from Candyland. <laughs> like, <I> what? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. I got to look at it. I got to look at it now. Oh, my God. I got to look at it's it. It's okay. Just we'll, look at we'll it. look at it later. We'll look at it now. <laughs> Lord Licorice makes like, an appearance on like the show tonight. It's like fucking right on. That's exactly how he looks. He does. He does. If, if, if you guys don't know who Lord Licorice is from Candyland, look it up. Google it. That's our villain. That's, the, that's our that's villain. That's the villain and, of this movie. Man called Lord, Blade. Lord Licorice. It's really a combination of like, the Hamburglar and Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi from Mario Brothers. That's kind of true. That's a good description. There you go. That's great, man. Yeah, that does look like Yeah, him. It's, it's like he's wearing just like grapes. I kind of like a fancy, like I kind of like a fancy bad guy, though. I'm all right with a fancy bad like guy. Like a fancy bad guy. Fancy. <laughs> I'm all right with a fancy bad guy. fucking funny. I can relate to Blade, the common man. Mm. I cannot relate to fancy man. No, he's fancy pants. And then he just takes lives like no one's business. He's fancy pants murder head. And and like the 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 guy's McGowan's daughter's like infatuated with him. Yeah, that was the part. Yeah, I, I will say I will that. say that like that's cool the part reveal. I didn't actually I didn't see coming, honestly. You don't see that coming because no. they only the only thing that kind of which you find out is not, right? Like they take the stagecoach mm-hmm. and then you kind of know when that happens, you're like, you know fuck Valor like Orchestrated this, yeah. Whole yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as it takes it, I'm like, yeah. okay. And then there's this close up shot of her staring at him, Valor, and like you think at first she's looking at him like you betrayed me, yeah. But in reality, it's like, nah, like we're working together. Yeah, but I didn't get that. I got all I got from that scene was you betrayed me, and I was like, okay, yeah. so this is like this is this is like a cool twist. Yeah, he's like he's like not only. That, that this is going to be his way of taking control. He's going to hold the daughter hostage and get all the fucking silver or whatever. Like, but I just didn't see it coming where she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in on this shit for sure." Yeah, it's real. I thought they, I thought they did a great. No, job, I thought man. that was cool that too. Was super cool. I agree. This has a lot of little I like twists surprises. And it twists and twists again. Yeah, no, this movie does. It does. So it just it's back to normal. It twists again. It makes three li- three rights and makes a left. Just when you you're think- back where you started. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they also did a pretty good job of turning uh, Italy into the Wild West. It's not hard to turn places in the Wild West. Just find a place that Open has no range. trees. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Flat wife. ground trees. Never mind. Little You're mountains. right. I'm, but you, like, <laughs> we know this. Like we live in the Southwest. If you if you did a shot of something, it could be Arizona, Nevada, California, the Gobi yeah. Desert. Nobody fucking knows. Like Utah, you can't tell. New Mexico. It's not like like the desert has character. What do you say we rate this, ma'am? This. Mamahama, this, yeah, this, ma- this mammary, oh, this mammary jammery, mammary jammery, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What do you want to rate it, Kyle? Oh, uh, we're gonna rate this stone tomahawks built by our own two hands. Maybe a little special cutout in the rocks where there's the perfectly shaped stone. Yeah, tomahawks. like he just his stone tomahawk. Yeah, because he's like in the cave and he bloodshot eyes them with his <laughs> blind <laughs> eyes. Yeah, yeah, he just starts. He just starts finding the perfect piece of granite. That's you know, the size of a tomahawk a, blade that he can him in the walls of a. That he can wrap to a really strong twig that's Dude. in the grave. I, I will say, I will say real quick. That, well that first one he makes where he's like, "Let's see how sturdy this is." The only thing I was thinking was like, "That is not sturdy." No, yeah, that's that, coming that right out. As soon as you fling <laughs> that, know. that sticks going forward. I and that a, stone's dropping straight <laughs> down. Mike was like, "Mike was like, <laughs> I, watch a a fire, I watch a lot of forged in fire. I watch a lot of forged in fire, and that is not good." I listen. You know what? That didn't really work out. I watch a lot of forged. You got to have a strong. What is it called? Tang. If you don't have a strong tang. A strong tank. Your whole blade is gonna fall apart. That's, that, that's the, that, <laughs> okay. that is the weak point. Yes. Yeah. That is the weak point. That's all I know about that. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, a lot more than I knew. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? You can't have cracks. No, it's nothing. You can't have no. cracks. You, you when can't, you heat treat, when you heat treat, you can't. You can't just. You can't just go to water. You can't, you can't throw it in water. You, you can never not throw it in water. It's gotta to water. be oil. Yeah. But they keep doing it. Yeah, every they every keep doing e- it. Every three episodes, some guys like, "I'm gonna heat treat with water," and be like, "Everyone knows it's a bad idea." I don't know why you're doing <laughs> it. Tonight's show brought to you by Forge and Fire on the History Channel. Forge and Fire. That's like the real <laughs> drama. Everybody knows that. Oh my god, this guy's an idiot. I, I just get excited when people do stuff wrong after they're told exactly how to do it. That's what makes that show good. I'll go first. Oh, okay. In reviewing uh, a man called Blade. And this is my first Spaghetti Western, um, and I will tell you, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, I don't know. It just had the right amount of cool. There was this, like, this movie just seemed cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I just, I don't know. I dug the, the, the soundtrack gets a star alone right there because it was just, it was so creative <laughs> <laughs> by not being creative. Um, uh, yeah, no, I just had a lot of fun. The story's cool. There is a lot of twists and turns. It's violent, which I like that. Like, and it kind of does feel like, it does feel like like you're watching an Italian horror movie, but it's just not like a, a horror movie. It's just a western. Like I don't know how else to explain that. Like they're like, I don't know. I and I'm kind of confused. Like I don't know if there has been or if there's been attempts to do it. But I'm like, how is this style of film not made like a comeback? Or is someone like it has. tapping into this? Yeah. Like Bone Tomahawk was kind of like a spaghetti western ish. Yeah, bone, horror mixture. Bone Tomahawk was like I would say that I would actually say that one's a little closer to like. That's like the Searchers, John Wayne, uh, okay. but yeah. like the Animal Holocaust. Oh, okay. That's kind of the yeah. vibe that it's I did. That yeah, it's that because that's a weird movie. That's like you watching. Okay, this is like John Wayne. What they're was the one they're we searching, s- and then also it's just like holy shit, what's happening? What was the Blumhouse one we stumbled across? That was boring as fuck. No, I know, but was it based on? Uh, you watched it. I didn't watch it. Uh, that the, had a, like a shitload of parallels with this film, but okay, that one that one is trying to do the spaghetti western thing. I think yeah. it was starring. Um, <laughs> big anymore. He was in the remake of Assault on Precinct 13. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Got Ethan Hawke in it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Westworld and wah, HBO. Wah. Uh, Check that out. That's, Westworld, a, Westworld that's and a Western. Um, you know, <laughs> and, you know, just a good opportunity just to mention, you know, new episodes of Forge of Fire every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
So anyways, uh, I, again, I really enjoyed this film. I think it's a lot of fun. I think people should see this if you've never seen a spaghetti western. I was hoping that they would all be like this, but now knowing that this is the ass end of it and probably, this would probably be my favorite one, maybe. I don't know. It's the only, you just I said, don't know, man. It's Wait. the ass end of it that combines all the good stuff into one film. That is definitely, but I listen, what I'm I've not heard. an expert. It's what I've heard. It's what I've heard here on this podcast tonight. I just want to say that. I'm going to give it a four because I had that much fun. Wow. wow. I really, That's yeah, good. That. You, you may have discovered a new genre of film you want to lie. explore. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect that. I did not see that coming either, so I'm happy. That makes, no, that I re- makes me smile. I really like this movie. I think the fucking main character is badass. I think it's almost like a superhero movie, but it's set in a fucking Western. Like That's what Blade feels like to me. He feels like a fucking like a Batman type or like some kind of superhero because he like ghosts in a room and shit. And shit. Yeah. He's like a good fighter. He uses a fucking specialty weapon. You know what I mean? Kind of does what he wants. You know, saves towns, whole towns. It's mm-hmm. kind of a superhero. So four for me, Chris. That's fantastic, Chris. You motherfucker, go ahead. Chris, you motherfucker, on your oh. on your birthday. Yeah, I was gonna say happy birthday. On, your, said on, it your, on the episode. On your birthday today. Yeah, your birthday is today. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right, which is not the day you're listening to this. No, the people at home are listening a week later. But, yes, but we'll keep it in. Mystery. Last Thursday was my birthday, so there you go. This Thursday oh, now. That's weird. Last Thursday then. <laughs> okay, man called Blade. I'm I'm gonna go with a three. Um. It was pretty fun to watch. I I n- never really saw a spaghetti western, and I think this was a really good one to start with. And I think I would actually recommend that people start with this one because there's just enough action, horror, you know, western, um, and also just a really uh, kind of offbeat Italian vibe uh, to this film, and it just makes it uh, feel unique. I- I'm afraid I might be disappointed and not find something you know that I think is is like, whoa, this really stands out. But I have a long way to go because I'd never seen, you know, spaghetti westerns. But I uh, I like this movie. I thought the characters were all really interesting. The villain was good. Like, it went places with the violence that I didn't, didn't think it was for this time period. Um, I don't know. I just, I just need to see it again, I think. But it was a good first entry hmm. into this genre for me. So I'm going to give it a three. Mike, I'm gonna give this one a three and a half. Uh, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, and I, I'm not like an expert in this genre, but the ones that I have seen, I feel like I've seen a few better. I feel like the Sergio Leone uh, westerns are a little bit better. They're a little bit more gritty and serious, and they, I think they speak a little bit more to like the human condition. Mm. <laughs> They're way more cinematic. Yeah, or the what was the, the one the you showed me? Cinematography is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was the one you showed me? It was Django Kill. Is that the one that we watched? Jungle kill, 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 jungle kill. Kill like <laughs> ten kills. Jungle killing. I, I didn't know if we did, I didn't, I didn't remember killing. if we did that one or if we did Django, just the original Django. That, no, it wasn't the original. Okay, so then it was we definitely did the one that kill. was like really uh Oh yeah, that's, that, that's yeah, that's the one that's Which very one is that? That's Django Kill. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that's very much like that. You'd let you dig that because that movie has a huge. Um, that was solid. Um, yeah. What's that movie that we did on the show? Uh, Holy Mountain. Oh, it's got a Holy Mountain vibe, like oh, a, yeah. like a weird. That was a fucked up yeah, movie. I like that one. I, I think I, I would if I were to give that one a four, I'd give this one a little. I, I, I didn't like it as much as I like that one. Gotcha. So, but I mean, I still thought that this was pretty solid. I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I liked a lot of the violence. The tomahawk kills were cool, uh, and uh, those piercing blue eyes. Oh man. <laughs> Because fucking spoke, ice blues spoke to my soul. Icy, yeah. <laughs> so three point five. Yeah, that's it. Sun bleached facial hair <laughs> spoke to me. Kyle. Yeah. So um. So that 
this is cool. That I'm really excited right now because I didn't know where. I kind of knew, I had an idea Mike would be at, but I didn't know where you guys were, because I don't know if you guys have ever actually been in this genre of film before, and it sounds like it's promising, like I'm going to kind of throw a little more weird ones at you guys from it. So um, I I enjoy this movie as well. It's my first time seeing it. Um, having seen multiple spaghetti westerns, it was fun for me um, to actually pick out and kind of see how they took the different uh, common themes, elements, and tropes and kind of utilize them in the film. But then also um, seeing a, a movie that is coming this late in the 70s for Spaghetti Western, seeing all like what is going to be in terms of Italian horror films, those elements starting to come in, like the weird eerie fogness, the kind of the, the, the violence, the blood, all that stuff. So it was a it was this awesome mashup film for me. Um, I'm not going to give it like a full... Like a four, I don't think it's a four or five because again, I've seen. If I'm comparing it to other spaghetti westerns, like there's other ones that definitely top it. Um, but for what it what it is in the year it came out, and that I love that main actor. He's really he's memorable as fuck. He's he's definitely looks like a uh, he definitely looks like though they couldn't get Franco Nero, so they got him. <laughs> I agree. I was hoping it was Franco Nero. It was not him though. No, it looks just like him. He's got the same piercing blue eyes and blonde hair. So, but. Overall, this is a great movie. I would highly recommend it for anybody to check out. And if anybody wants to learn at this podcast or listening wants to learn more about Spaghetti Westerns, there's actually a website that's badass. And it's called the Spaghetti Western Database. And I think it's actually it was curated or supported by Quentin Tarantino when it was first spun up. And the guy the guy who runs that site, like I think he's cataloged every single Spaghetti Western film and done a review on it. Brought and to you like, by Berea. Berea Pasta. Berea Pasta. Yeah. On um on and then on Thursdays at Prego. seven brought to you by Prego. at seven is additional <laughs> episodes of Fortune Fire yeah so Fortune Fire the three point uh. five from Fortune Fire did so, you did you what actually you rate, rate this what did yeah. you rate it I rate oh I rated I know I rated it three point five yeah. oh I didn't hear that I didn't hear that either <laughs> oh three point five from Kyle. That's a three point five. Was it Stonehenge oh. axes? What? No, stone, stone axes. The, the final weapon axes. uses where he makes axes out of stone in this movie. Yeah. He makes axes out, out of the stone. the very ground that he <laughs> that he walked on. Mm-hmm. The very slate he bet on. Cut yeah. by lightning. Sorry. <laughs> His piercing blue eyes shattering the stone into sharp pieces. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media. Yeah. Why did you do that? It was perfect. I'm cutting him in. I'll cut it out. Or leave it in. I'll probably, I'll, let's be honest. I'll probably leave this whole this whole conversation in. On uh, social media. <laughs> let's just post it now. Yeah, I was going to hit live. <laughs> At ColtFilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can check out our Facebook page. Uh, you can follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at, at Mike Lucio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Uh, still still pushing it. Still, still push. pushing it. You can nah, follow me at I, Mike Solucio on MySpace. Yeah. I don't even check uh, Snapchat anymore. Super. <laughs> I'm over the Snapchat <laughs> now. I, I've, like, picked it up and put it down so many times. I'm like, I don't oh, care Snapchat? about this. Yeah. I, you know what? I had it for, I had it for like, a, for, like, a, I don't know, a few months. But I just never, I don't, I didn't see the... I see the same thing with Instagram. Everybody's got their stories. Who gives a shit? Dogs, same thing. food, like you know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, I, li- I like I like Instagram because I get. 
We're talking about this on the show, Cody. 95% less Kendall Jenner in a bikini yes, story. Yes, irritating. Oh, oh it's just a walk. Snapchat, it's, it's like the new oh, advertising. Like, ridiculous. Kyle's like, oh, where? Where can I find no, that? No, yeah. no, wait, How wait, do wait, I download that? Kendall, not Kylie? I thought he said on Instagram. I'm like, I never see that shit on Instagram. No, what, what are you following? That's why I don't. That's why I like Instagram more. I, I hate like Instagram because it's just pictures. Right? Instagram's the best. Yeah. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.